When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Provocative discussion, intelligence analysis, and fearless comment. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Ahead of, by the way, next week being allowed to, well, hospitality not being allowed to open, but people being allowed to travel around the country to visit their loved ones under the Christmas five day rule. Um, What do you make of it all? I have given up, basically, (laughs) uh, in general, but also specifically trying to find any logic in these restrictions because we've known that London cases have been rising for about a week now. And then the government decided yesterday to do something about it tomorrow. Uh, and the thing that seems to have fueled this over the weekend, purely based on social media, which I know is a terrible thing to make any judgment on, was people being horrified at how many people were out shopping on Oxford Street in December, two weeks before Christmas. I mean, I that's a shocker. That's no right. one would ever expect that. But also, that is completely unaffected by the new restrictions because tier three makes no difference to whether shops can open or not. So no. I just... I, I can't get my head around it anymore. I think I've stopped trying. Exactly. But it, but again, whenever there is an argument about, oh, but this doesn't close shops, well, that's an argument for having more shops closed. Now, we know we've had bars and restaurants closed in a number of, uh, of countries across Europe who've also seen rising cases. It, is there a possibility, that, given that we don't have any evidence that the transmission is happening in the bars and restaurants? Again, the bars and restaurants I've been to uh, since they reopened originally on the 4th of July, not one of them has there ever been a chance of me catching that virus. I'm, I'm miles from any other table. We're having contact with no one else. The waiter or the waitress is wearing a mask. Everyone's washing their hands every five seconds it's absolutely absurd that this is what's happening um but there's no evidence and, and again and again we've been trained there's no evidence that this makes any difference even even valance and witty have admitted that's not the case um, and again same with the shops as well otherwise um, again if this was a massive big issue all of the people in supermarkets who work there would have died and actually we've got no greater prevalence of the virus among supermarket workers than anyone else in wider society what does that suggest again Simple facts. This is the thing. Um, but everything was um, everything was predicated on the idea that look, it's all out of control, and we've got this new mutant strain. Um, I'm just going to give a little little quiz here, just for my lovely, lovely listener. Um, that um, a, a recent study of 46,000 people with COVID-19 from 99 different countries, a research a set of research uh, carried out by uh, Lucy Van Dorp. She was the lead uh, co-lead researcher on a study. It's, she's a professor at University College London's Genetics Institute. She probably knows what she's talking about, doesn't she? Probably more than the health secretary. Um, a study of more than 46,000 people. They identified a number of different mutations of the virus. So we, we, this, this is the big thing. This was the big justification last night. Look, 
we've got to shut down London because London is seeing a massive rise and we and it's a new mutant virus and we're worried about it. It's mutated. I'm just going to give you like a couple of seconds and maybe Emma could come in on an idea. Roughly how many different mutations do you think they have identified among those 46,000 people? Emma, do you want to give a rough guess? It's either a lot or not very many. <laughs> 20 i don't know Twelve thousand seven hundred. that's quite a lot quite a lot as i pointed out last night when people journalists were asking questions at the the, the uh the covid briefing if you are surprised that there is a mutation in this virus after 10 months of this pandemic you've got no business asking questions at a covid briefing because you know less than nothing my 14 year old walked into the room and went but but viruses mutate. I mean, we, we did that in biology. It, I mean, she's 14 and she knows that viruses mutate. Eve, it was really interesting. Chris Whitty, after Matt Hancock was clearly giving this as a justification um, and, you know, throwing it out as the new fact, which everyone would suddenly focus on. Um, even Chris Whitty, the chief medical officer, you could see that he was he was rowing back. He was he was basically saying, look, there's no reason for us to be any more concerned about this one. There's no reason to think it should be more resistant to the Pfizer vaccine or any other vaccine. Scene. He actually said there's no evidence that the new variant is more dangerous to humans than previous versions and no reason to suspect that would be the case. I mean, this was thrown out as a complete smokescreen and a justification for us uh, basically shutting down hospitality in the capital city of this country. Yeah, and I think that is the question that should have been asked and should have been quite clear last night. And I think from the newspaper headlines this morning that I know we'll look at a bit later on, there seems to be a lot of um, missing, you know, a lot of panic about a new um, a new strain. When actually the question shouldn't be, is there a new strain, but what does that mean? And if yeah. that doesn't mean that it is more dangerous, more deadly, then. Frankly, I don't really care that there's a new strain. Well, no, exactly. And again, the fact there are new strains everywhere all the time. That's what that's what they do. Um, but also, again, there's lots of this. This is this is just a, simply a correlation along with the fact we've seen increased infections uh, in, in some parts of London. But again, only in certain parts of London, in the parts of London, like where I live in, in, in the Camden Borough and where I work in Southwark, where we are right now, um, we, we're not seeing increases. Well, we're not seeing increases at all. Why? Because both of those boroughs were completely saturated with the virus earlier in the year. Now, I was speaking to some um, eminent scientists yesterday who explained to me about how we look at these figures. Now, Tim Spector, of course, we know of King's College, who's in charge of that Zoe app. He's pointed out that none of the three survey methods that react to Zoe and ONS, none of them are showing this doubling every seven days, which we're being told. Um, even when you look at Enfield, Havering and Tower Hamlets uh, in the north and east of um, of the London, where, where, which have got the highest rates, um, we don't know whether it's a higher percentage or it's just they're carrying out more tests. We know they've been doing a massive load of new tests 30% increase in one week in the number of tests the week before we went into lockdown and if you do more tests you get more positives this isn't Donald Trump talking this is literally what they do when you get that case rate we don't get a percentage of the positive tests we get the number of the positive tests per 100,000 which means that the more tests you do the more positives you will find and the higher your case rate will be it's, it's really that simple. We are not being given until there's a two or three week lag on when you find out what the actual percentage is. Now, all the evidence suggests that the rate of infection is falling across most of the country and has plateaued across most of London. Uh, it's going up it's in some small areas which were not hit in the first wave. And they've shut down the entire economy of uh, nine million people. Um, <laughs> I mean... What what could possibly be the motivation for this? Is it is it do you think, Emma, that the that Matt Hancock and Chris Whitty and Patrick Valance don't know the data that I have freely been able to find and that other scientists could find? Is it that they don't care? Is it that they they know something we don't 
and that there's far more dangerous data out there and we really are heading towards, you know, mass destruction. What, what, what could be the motivation? Because they must know the economic and the mental health damage and all of the other issues that come about as a result of what they're doing. I think they've, politicians in general, have got themselves so far down a certain path that they cannot possibly see a way to turn around. That doesn't mean there isn't one. I think they should be looking a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And I think they should be looking more broadly at what the damage is, because I really, really hope that these politicians are held to account five years from now when we turn around and have decimated all these various industries. People need to turn around and go, this is your fault. Yeah, I mean, when people talk about the damage from the pandemic, no, no, it's the damage from government policy. It, it really is. It's just absolutely shocking. Um, what did you make also of the questions? I mean, we had the first couple of questions from members of the public, sort of chosen, we're told at random. Um, and then and then the first question, it was the very first question. I mean, I, at that point, frankly, I had to open a bottle of wine because I, I just could not cope with watching yet another COVID briefing sober. It just didn't feel like the right thing to do and shout lots of naughty words at the, at the television. Um, but the first question was, you know, so we, London going into tier three, parts of Hertfordshire and Essex as well. Uh, we don't know yet whether many of the places that are currently in Tier 3 are going to come out of Tier 3 because Sage are arguing against that as well. But the first question was, oh, should you rethink the Christmas five-day break? There is no amount of restrictions on our freedoms and on our economy that will shut down businesses and jobs in this country that the BBC and other mainstream media won't at that point immediately demand more. What's going on? I think politicians have really, really missed an opportunity here and they should have been taught because the basic fact is that they've had to relax these rules around Christmas time because people are going to do it regardless of what the rules are. And Boris Johnson said that, didn't he? That people were going to do it anyway. Yeah. But what they should have been doing is talking about how to do that safely. And it shouldn't just be, oh, don't go see granny. Because for a lot of people, that's just not an option. They haven't seen granny for a year in some cases. They should have been talking about if people feel that they are particularly at risk, possibly a period of self-isolation before travelling home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. For people who are working from home, this is very realistic. Mm. Small steps that people could have been taking to make their Christmas a little bit safer. But politicians haven't been talking about that. They've just said, oh, don't go home for Christmas. If you do go home, don't see Granny. And by the way, Grant Chaps is subsidising bus travel. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's genuinely quite painful now, isn't it? It really is. But again, a lot of people, you know, it's not just that people want to see Granny. Granny wants to see them. Granny's saying, you know what? I'm I, I'm done. I, I, want to see, I want to see my family. Especially as we're seeing the rollout of the vaccine. And we'll talk more about that as well. Uh, is that, uh, you know, how quickly that's going to happen? Um, because I don't, I don't think it's happening quick enough, folks. Um, I think um, uh, there is a very strong argument to be extra careful. You know what? Do Christmas in March, really. I, I, if you've got elderly relatives. If you are elderly and vulnerable, you should be being very very careful now the light is at the end of the tunnel but for everyone else i mean the social distancing the hand washing that that really is enough for the rest of us um 6:47 is the time more from emma revel throughout the show the breakfast briefing with julia hartley brewer on talk radio If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.